Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm glad you're here. This is your host, Choco, and welcome back to Amongst Us, Season 3 on Sacrificial Love. On today's episode, I bring on a very special guest, my brother in Christ, Jorge Valenzuela. He's going to share his testimony with us today, and I'm excited for you all to hear how he has exemplified sacrificial love in his life. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's jump right in. Welcome, Jorge. Hey. Honored to have you, brother. Thanks, man. Glad to be Welcome. here, man. Welcome to the show, man. Kickstarting off season three, Sacrificial Love. Awesome, man. I'm excited. Jorge, we had the privilege to walk alongside each other through a one-year men's study called Iron Man Disciples Path. Uh, we had the privilege to grow in relationship with the Lord and learn about cultivating and reproducing impactful men of God. And that's what I believe you are, is an impactful man of God. And that's why I chose you. I think that you have a captivating story to share with us today. And we are so excited to hear it, brother. Yeah, no, man. It's uh, definitely been a journey uh, doing that year program, getting, getting closer to God, being able to find a group of men. Um, it's been... Uh, pretty wild ride but it was an awesome experience to be able to go through it and um still still growing in my faith and my relationship with the lord man absolutely man aren't we all beyond honored to have you man why don't you uh introduce yourself and kind of give us a synopsis of who jorge is all right, man. Um, yeah, so I'm a uh, first and foremost, I'm a, a husband and a father. I've got uh, two two beautiful growing young daughters. One just turned 12 and one is 18 months. Um, and I'm married to, I've been married to my wife, Victoria, for 12 years now. So, um, you know, been growing in our faith together, but just... Uh, you know, it hasn't always been an easy ride, but it's been a beautiful one and then one that I would never, uh, um, you know, trade in for anything else. Um, grew up in San Diego my whole life, um, born and raised down there. And over the last year, we made this um, move. We called it our Leap of Faith 2022 to, um, you know, try to do follow what we felt god had in store for us and what he had planned for us so now we are living in in uh nampa idaho which is not that far from boise so we're out here right now big um, difference yeah <laughs> yeah um uh to put in perspective to you know for the listeners san diego county last time i checked when i moved had 3.2 million people in just san diego county the entire state of Idaho is hovering about 1.9 million people. Wow. So pretty, uh, pretty, you know, different. Why I go from, yes. you know, this big metropolitan city to when I uh, take my daughter to school, we're passing cornfields and people have cows in their yards. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, it's a little, it's a quite a bit different, but it's, uh, it's been an amazing uh, experience so far. And it's incredible, dude, because, you know, as I know, you're a, a hunter, dude, like you love to yeah. hunt and just getting to burst out of that shell to be able to submerse yourself into that environment where you're able to do that on a regular basis. And um, I'm sure you get more uh, amount of turkeys <laughs> than you would here in San Diego. <laughs> well, I haven't got my turkey out here yet, but uh, no, yeah, I'm what? still... Yeah, still learning, um, still, you know, trying to figure out the area, figure out the whole, you know, um, make the, making the time for it and stuff. But no, it's it's definitely a blessing. And I thank God yeah, all the time, every time in my prayers, just I thank him for allowing us to for the opportunities that he's provided and that, you know, that we would basically just not squander these opportunities and we'd live them up to the, to its fullest. So. Um, it's definitely awesome being out here. Yeah, I used to have to drive about three hours 
to go duck hunting out in the Salton Sea and I can go 30 minutes down a road and be in the Snake River, you know, so it's uh, been a, been fun so far trying to, I get a little overwhelmed, like I want to do it all, you know, but I'm like, I have, I have, <laughs> I have time, I, I can't, I don't have to do it all, but yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a blessing. The balance, just balance yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah and you know it's cool dude like um when we first met you know you're you're a christian you're mm-hmm. starting yep. your walk with the lord and you the goal of this podcast is to share the stories of as you know how the holy spirit guides us and is alive in in our everyday life and can you tell us some of the things that you were able to learn from god through the holy spirit um, that segued into your move to where you are now. Yeah, no, of course. Um, one of the biggest things I think, well, the biggest thing that I, when looking back through this program, because this wasn't a, um, this was pretty, uh, intense kind of program that we did. I believe it was, well, first it was one year, you know, a year mm-hmm. commitment. And I, was worried about taking that on because in my past I have taken some things on. I felt that I didn't finish and I was worried about starting this and not being able to, you know, see it through to the end. But I, you know, I made a promise to myself, made a promise to, to God that if I, if I accepted this program that I would see it through to the end. And I think we went Mm -hmm. through 14 or 15 books of reading throughout that year I was looking back at it not that long ago there was like 45 memory verses that we had to we had to record or memorize and learn and and not not everyone that we started with even completed the program I think we started off with five men and made it down to three at the very end life you know life gets in the way I want to say that you had that was your second time doing the program yeah yeah same thing dude Mm -hmm. I I meant I made it like, I think 10 months and it was, uh, I just could not keep up with the curriculum and, mm-hmm. um, I had to restart the following year. And that's the group that I was in with you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, so through all, all that, the one, this one word, um, came stuck out to me a ton and it was humility and that I had to humble myself and trust in the Lord and learn to like basically learn to ask for help. But not only that, but learn to accept it. Um, as wow. men, we are prideful creatures. You know, um, we we put the world on our shoulders, and at least I know I did, and felt that I, me myself, had to get myself through everything. I had to make sure I was the provider, um, the rock for the family, but also at a that becomes at a detriment to ourselves, where mm-hmm. we know we focus on looking out for everyone else but ourselves um right so through like i said the humility um learning to trust in god was a big thing for me learning to like you said i was new to all this um the way i even came across the discipleship program itself is me and my wife had been kind of going through a little bit of a rough patch and um, to the point where she went to go stay with her mom for the weekend. And I was watching the Rock Church online. And Miles, at the very end, you know, he was talking about, you know, we have groups for men and women. So I, you know, decided to, I remember, I honestly chat typing in the chat room asking for prayers because um, I was feeling pretty alone at that moment. And um, I'll never forget, someone said, you know, you might be alone physically, but know that you are never alone and that God is always with you. And I think at that moment is when I finally accepted Jesus Christ. And it was on, it was January 31st of 2021 that, um, like right after I got off the, the church, um, video, I went online and I found that Ironman discipleship program and you know, clicked for information and Mike sent it right away. And I think two days later was the orientation on it for it. Wow. <laughs> that, <laughs> so that happened it was so fast. Dude. Just, just, you know, like that. And that's where it kind of 
I got a little scared of, okay, well, this is happening. If it, you know, do I, can I really, can I really commit to something like this? And, um, but you know, I'm just super thankful that I did. Um, and one of the things I remember from the first time meeting Dale, our, our leader, he told me, you know, being a Christian isn't easy. The stronger you get in your faith, the stronger the attacks will be. And it was kind of, mm. I was like, man, like now I'm just starting, you know, <laughs> I want to grow my strength, but what's going to be thrown at me. And trust me, they, the, the devil threw it all at me within that year. We had a, uh, we this, it was just a season of that uh, season after season of, of attacks on uh, my family, on our, um, just on our marriage, on everything. It was one thing and after another, but because of, strengthening my relationship with the Lord, we were able to, you know, come out on the other side. Yes, absolutely, man. It's just incredible, dude. Like there's so much that you're saying is just giving me chills, dude, just because I remember mm-hmm. being through that with you, uh, walking alongside that, that side. But one of the biggest things that you're saying right now, dude, is that you were willing. Yeah. You see, God meets us where we are. And that was a huge testament to, you know, in your story, dude, is that he met you where you were and he said, I got you, you know, like, it's not going to be easy, but he, he shined his light on your life. And all you had to do was to be willing and show up every day and continue to try and grow. And another thing that you touched on that I think is just absolutely amazing, dude, is the humility side of it. Right. It's yeah. easy to just be a dad. It takes a real man to be able to say, I'm not the nucleus of this. God is. Yeah. And I'm going to allow God to feed me so that I can feed my family in the sense of spiritually uh, to seek my strength from the Lord. And that's why I chose um, this Bible verse, which is, our theme verse for this whole season, it's Luke 9, 23 through 24. And it says that, speaking of Jesus, then he said to them all, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. And that's the type of dedication that it takes to follow the Lord and be blessed by the Lord. And I saw you put it on the line, dude. I saw you just be all in, even though you weren't sure you were all in and the Lord blessed you through it. Amen, dude. Yeah, no, that was, uh, like you said, that's, that's the scariest part. Um, it's like, and I believe it was, uh, Proverbs three, they say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all mm-hmm. your ways, acknowledge him, you know, and he will make uh, your path straight. And yes. that was the thing that I had to, you know, like they say, let go and let God is um, just trust, trust in him yes. at a early, uh, for a while I realized I, I, we had struggled when my daughter was first born, my first born. And, um, you know, to a point where I had a car repossessed, we were barely living where we were until we could even afford our apartment anymore. Um, you know, having to stay with family for a little bit, trying to do work two jobs at one point for, I think $10 an hour commuting two hours each way. And, finally working my way out of that and getting more stable and be like, okay, I was started. I felt like I was making the smart decisions or the right decisions, but looking back, all those decisions were guided by fear and not faith. They were, Mm -hmm. I was afraid to take chances because I had finally got to a place where I was, we were comfortable right before I left San Diego. We were, I was making the most money I've ever made in my life. Um, we had a nice, you know, a nice two bedroom condo in Imperial beach. 
um, and things were going were going good. We were okay, um, but it you know looking back, all the what got me there wasn't faith. It was fear of going back to you know where I had been in the past, fear of making mistakes and not taking chances. I had been talking about moving to Idaho for about five years before I actually we actually did, but it was a fear of starting over fear of not being able to establish myself. And, um, once I let, I realized I couldn't be guided by fear anymore. You know, God, God provided, he, he has a path set for us. And uh, as long as you're willing to accept and go through some trials, carry you out, you know, he'll meet you on the other side. So that was a, a big thing I had to learn is, you know, be guided by fear, by faith and not fear. Absolutely, dude. And it's so incredible. You know, he gives us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of a sound mind. And that segued into you being able to, to move, to being able to take that leap, right? Yeah. So remind me how, how I know that there was a lot of things leading up. Like you had a, I remember you had a huge flooding at your house. There yeah. had to be like you're like when you're talking about being tested, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was like a stuff happens, right? It's mm-hmm. not like oh well, it could have been just it just happened, or it could be dude, the enemy is literally hitting me from all sides. Because let's be honest here, guys, the enemy is not happy when you're getting closer to the Lord, no, nope. right? And you're gonna have more troubles when you're trying to get closer to God because the enemy's just pissed that you're growing yep. and you're becoming more aware of what you know, the spiritual forces around us We're you know, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but about around the spiritual forces, uh, the, the evil around the world. Um, when you're becoming more aware and diving deeper into that spirit of, of God, you know, you, you have to be armored up every morning, oh, and, yeah. you know, every day, because those, those things are going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Tell us and, about that real quick. And well, like you said, um, the, the enemy and the devil, he knows you're in their most fears. He knows mm. what you are afraid of. He knows what you worry about on a constant because that's what he will use to get to you. It's the easiest way. He's the one who provides those, those insecurities in your life. Um, but yeah, so we, like you said, we had that flood, but right before that, um, I think you'll remember my wife had a surgery. She had a surgery on her back where yes. she had like an open wound that we'd have to, she had a wound bag machine. She had a, you know, I'd have to pack her wound twice a day. She was out of work. Um, so less money was coming in the house. And then shortly after, um, right. You know, I was going through this program and yeah, we had, uh, our water heater busted. And it was outside, but it flooded into, you know, through the side of the the wall and into the living room. Yeah. And we didn't have renter's insurance, so they wouldn't cover putting us up in the place. So we had to pay out of pocket for hotels. I remember that day talking to Francisco, who was, you know, my accountability partner for the program. And we would yeah. do these videos over Marco Polo app. And he was just talking to me that day. He's like, hey, you know, how's things going? And I'm just telling him that things are okay. You know, we'll get through it. It's expensive, but I was getting ready to, I had a little money in, in some stocks and a little in crypto. And I was like, I could just sell this stuff. And we had a little bit in savings that we were using for, you know, spending on these hotel rooms. But I, myself, I knew I wasn't okay, but I, you know, trying to be vulnerable as a man, you know, it's, it's hard trying to let someone know that, you know, I'm not doing okay. And I probably could use some help, but I don't know how to ask. Well, Francisco could see it in my face when we were talking over the video. He knew something was up. And um, later that afternoon, he asked me if he could meet with me after work. And I was like, yeah, you know, we just got to check into our new place, you know, but I'll, I'll let you know where I'm staying. And I kid you not, we check into this hotel room. It was the last room they had and we walk in and there's like a musty smell of like had water had been leaking in there as well. 
we touched the carpet and the carpet itself was wet. (laughs) So we go from one, one flood to another and we're like, Oh my gosh. And Francisco's like, Hey, you know, where, where can I meet you? And I was honestly a little embarrassed that I didn't even meet me there, but I I told him, I told him where, and he said, okay, I'll see you in a bit. He even brought his, his son and one of his boys with him. And he said, Hey, you know, I know I could tell, you know, you, you need a little help. And I don't like, basically he knew I wasn't going to ask for it, but throughout that day, he had got a hold of all you guys, all the guys in the ministry on, in the disciple program. And you guys all pitched in, you know, some money. And, um, he handed me, a, I think an envelope of about $1,400. And it just, yeah, I was just, I was broken at that point. Like I couldn't, even fathom you know people willing to help me and mind you i hadn't even met most of you guys in person the only person i had met in person was francisco and dale and uh it was just a testament to the lord knowing knowing our 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 heart knowing our desires knowing the things that we need and him being able to provide and uh that was another one of those lessons of humbling myself to be able to accept help. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. You know, it reminds me of the uh, scripture, dude, of how much the Lord will feed the birds and mm-hmm. how much more he loves us, that he, how much more he will provide for us. Yeah. And that's what, that's what happened, dude. It's, it's just the Lord knew what you needed. You're trying to do things by the way of the Lord, and He's He's got you, man. Mm-hmm. That's a good story, man. Yeah. So um, leading up to to that, that was just one of those attacks, you know, uh, on top of my wife being sick, on top of um, then we were once we got through all that, we found out that my wife was pregnant. You know, we were pregnant. We had been talking about wanting to get pregnant again and wanting to grow our family. But one of those things that was, I was also afraid for years. We didn't like the age gap in our daughters is 11, 10, 11 years. Yeah. Um, because for, I just was worried. I would fear if I can barely support my family now, how would I be able to support a larger family? And that's one of those things where we, you know, as we got closer to growing our faith, you know, knowing that God, God knew that that's what we wanted. We always wanted a bigger family. We always wanted siblings for my daughter. And even through all this, we're like, you know, everything that's been happening leading up to this point, um, him blessing us with, you know, growing our family, but also having to step out of my comfort zone of being, you know, okay, well, you've, been okay up until now as long as you have faith and you continue to believe you know i will get you through all this and right. you know and so we you know my wife was pregnant and we even had um talks about wanting to move but we're you know we didn't want to leave family behind all our family is in san diego um, my wife does does have a grand her dad's dad in in idaho and two of her uncles one who's about an hour and a half two hours north of us and another one who's at the very top of the state so but i myself had no family out here um but we also we, it was just an idea we tossed around but it wasn't until i took a maternity leave for my daughter to be born i remember leaving work going home and telling my wife i'm not going back there because I had been, I'd been working at the same place for five years, um, worked my way up into a supervisor position, but it got to a point where I was, I was just wasn't happy there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the, the, um, environment I would show up to work every day. And, um, I just, it just wasn't fulfilling for me. And I remember telling her, I was like, I'm not going back there, but, you know, then we were off for a couple of weeks with my, my daughter was born and, um, my wife wasn't receiving any, 
uh, maternity leave because she had just taken FMLA from her surgery. So, um, you know, less money was coming in. We were being, we were worried about that. And I told her, I was like, look, I can be at work. Uh, it was a Sunday and I was like, I could be at work on Monday and we'll have, you know, I'll have a, another check in two weeks. Like we'll be okay. And she told me, um, well, I thought you weren't going to go back there. And what if we do decide to leave? So I told her, okay, well, you know, then let's, then we have to really do it. And so I went on, on online and put in an application that Sunday and that Monday I had a company asking me to come interview. And by that Wednesday, I was on a plane heading to Idaho to, to do interviews. So it was pretty, um, it was pretty crazy that, you know, as long as we just, we just said, okay, we, you know, we just trusted and, you know, things started to yes. work out for us to get out here. So it was pretty amazing. Wow. It mm-hmm. was now or never almost like, it was like, you have to jump. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You got to jump. And did you feel that confidence was given to you because you had said it was before your decisions had been fear-based. Now you have a, a faith-based mindset. You felt that shift and you felt confident to make that move that was going to make your family situation better. Oh, most definitely. Um, it was, I had to have uh, the, a whole mind shift, like you're saying, um, just from the very, from humbling myself to learning how to, to, to ask for help be there, you know, to receive it, but also to know that I'm the, I'm the type that likes to, if I'm going to make a decision, I, I go, I work through the whole thing. I, all the outcomes, I, I'm just, I don't make brash decisions. I never have. I like to really be calculated about the things I do. Um, Pros and cons, super analytical, (laughs) (laughs) but having to just set that, you know, kind of, say i can do this all day but how many opportunities has god presented to me throughout my life that i didn't take because i was not willing to to uh, make those choices Step out of that comfort zone Ste- that was, that's the biggest thing stepping out of our comfort zones and i always and i think it's funny because for a few years before that i would um i would i've taken my daughter out with me to like um, hunt turkeys or just to go out and do stuff with me go fishing in the mornings and i would tell her you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because you're going to mm. be you're going to be cold um you're going to be tired you're going to be hot you're going to be hiking you're gonna it's not it's most it's not a uh easy environment that we put ourselves into and whether if you're going fishing early in the morning you gotta wake up early or you're hiking in off a trailhead you know going a couple miles and i remember taking her out the uh, first time to go look for turkeys out in your neck of the woods and out towards julian and it was like 23 degrees out and we, we, never, <laughs> we had never experienced that and she was just like you know but i would tell her just remind yourself get comfortable being uncomfortable but i thought it was funny how i was you know sharing this wisdom with her yet wasn't willing to always um do that myself as far as in decisions of you know hunting and fishing right. I, I can do it but you know leaving the most money i've ever made to taking a position an entry-level position you know having the trust that it's going to be uncomfortable for a bit you know when we moved out here we moved into my wife's grandfather's house and that's a two-bedroom condo and there was there was you know four of us with me my wife my two daughters and him in this little place you know having to do these you know being like okay you know we'll figure it out it'll be okay um having to be able to accept that was 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 never easy in the past but like you're saying i had to learn to to um you know just trust to get out of my comfort zone and yeah it's 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 funny man god uses 
he loves to pull the rug from underneath our feet and get us uncomfortable. He used your words toward against you in for <laughs> yeah. you, but against you. He used your own words against you. <laughs> yeah. Say, hey, get comfortable being uncomfortable yep. and trust in me. That's rad, dude. And it's sacrificial love, dude, because mm-hmm. you had no family out there. It's like you're putting your your family first. You're you know that that was going to be the right move, even though you are sacrificing the career that you've worked. You're sacrificing your you know the conformity that where you feel comfortable in your space that you have acquired your um, your all your family, your hobbies, mm-hmm. and it's just taking all the comfort out. But tell us about now how much greater your relationship with the Lord has been taking that that um that leap of faith, dude. Yeah, no, it's uh it's been amazing looking back. Um even just I've you know I've when starting that program I remember or even just getting into my faith, learning, attending church more often. I always hear about people's testimonies. And I'm like, and even when I started this program, I was like, I don't have, like, I felt like I didn't have one. I felt like I wasn't, you know, one foot in, one foot out at the very beginning. But now looking back, it's like, wow, like the things that I was able to get through. And even talking to a friend, he's just like, he's like, yeah, man, like what you're telling me, he's like that. Cause I, I mentioned to him that I was going to, you know, be on your podcast and we talked about faith and stuff at work and in our lunch breaks. And he's just like, well, you're sharing. He's like, if someone, someone heard it, who's going through something similar mm-hmm. or is afraid to do something, he's like, you, your story can help them because there's people out there who are afraid or who are unsure about whether their walk with God, their their ability to provide for their families, their ability to, you know, make large changes and come out on the other side. So being able to share, you know, what I've been through is a, is a blessing because I don't, I used to look at, you know, issues or things that we encounter and be like, well, why me? Why is this happening? And now I don't welcome hardship, but I don't fear it. I don't, Mm. I don't, um, when something is happening, I look like, what am I going to learn from this? You know, can I, ma- can I money, can I manage my money better? Can I do, um, make smarter choices, make, you know, can I be more, um, more forgiving? Can I be more understanding? Um, so I don't fear when things go bad because through all those things that, you know, those attacks that were, you know, had were put in place. Um, I look back and I'm like, well, what did I learn from that? I, you know, I, and I tell my daughter, I'm like, it's not, it's not bad to make mistakes. You know, if you're making mistakes, you're learning. The problem is, Absolutely. is when you learn from something from it, but you continue to make those mistakes, you know? So I felt like that's what I was doing in the past. I was getting through things, but I wasn't changing my ways i wasn't reflecting or looking back like what can i do different it was just creating new problems down the road um and but yeah now being out here and doing this this move like i said i was making the most money i had ever made and it wasn't you know to standards it was barely livable in san diego i think i was making about right under 22 dollars an hour and at one point I even asked for a raise because I felt, you know, the, the pride inside of me said, I, I'm, I'm due a raise. Like they owe me a raise. So mm-hmm. I went to my superiors and told them, Hey, it's been two years. You know, I know COVID happened. So kind of washed that year, but it's been a year since then. And I wanted to see if, you know, I can get some, uh, an increase. So the guy kind of, you know, blew me off for a little bit and finally said, okay, yeah, we'll meet. And uh, when we met, he basically came at me with a proposal of, uh, you will not be getting a raise. In fact, um, 
we are stripping you of your of your supervisor title and um you can keep your pay where it's at um but you know this is where we stand like basically i'm lucky to have a job still Um, I, i guess my this my i felt i was kind of at their level but then he reminded me i guess he was telling me that i was you know kind of below them still and um that i had to that i had it like they, he was telling me um sometimes i was i had like an attitude or i would be aggressive about things and i told him i was like that is what you're seeing there is is passion is me caring for this place and when i don't see basically trying to show you guys hey i, I care um but you know i don't feel you guys are hearing me so, but he said, you know, well, no, well, basically this. And he's like, it seems like you're upset. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a little caught off guard. You know, I was coming in here hoping to get a little bit of a pay increase. And now I'm no longer a, a supervisor. And right. I, I, I feel, I know, I know my place. But I remember he's like, well, just take the weekend and think about it. And, um, you know, if you don't accept, then we'll probably be having a, a different conversation then. So I remember going home and being upset, dude. I was I was pretty livid. I was like, how can how can they do this for to me? I've given them, you know, five years of my life. And but then I remember, you know, still not, you know, getting read the word, read our books. And I think around that time we were reading the book, Humility. And it said, you know, they say, you gotta humble yourself. And I looked at it and I was like, look, so you're I was like, why am I really upset? They're taking away the responsibility I have, but I'm keeping the same pay. I have less responsibility uh, saying I'm not losing money. And I'm like, so why would I be upset? And then I told myself if I show up to work and they tell me I have to clean the toilets, I got to clean the toilets. You know, that's like where I had to put myself, lower myself. I'm no better than anyone there. I'm no better than anyone anywhere. And so I humbled myself. And shortly after, about two months later, he called me into his office and said, hey, um, we've noticed, he's all we noticed you're an improvement in your attitude. You know, you're doing a great job and we want to offer you, you know, we're going to give you a 4% increase of your, you know, with what I made that year. So I was like, cool, you know, Uh, it was confirmation that at least what I was doing was working. But then I felt it it was a trap. It was a trap yeah. by the devil to say, okay, well, now you're going to be even more comfortable. Now you don't have to make these big changes that you've been wanting to. You know, why would you go somewhere where, you know, they tell you the wages are less, you know, you're away from your family, you know, like just be comfortable where you're at. And I, that's, that's that time where I just had to say, no, this is a trap. I don't want it. I, uh, obviously I accepted it to them, but in my mind I said, okay, I'm still, we're still going to do this. And, um, we, you know, we just kept going through this. And I, even when I accepted the position here, I was making, it was an entry level position. And when they even interviewed me, they're like, Hey, you know, you know, this is not a management position, right? I'm like, no, I understand. But as long as there's room for me to grow, uh, with the company, I don't mind, you know, that was another part of humbling myself. I was like, I don't mind starting and, you know, at the bottom, I'll, I've worked, I've have a track record of working my way up. I'll do the same here as long as I know there's opportunities. And sure enough, um, within five months of me being there, I was approached by management to apply for a lead position, which you're not even allowed to switch positions or shifts until you've been there for six months but they approached me and offered me this position and now I'm making about uh, almost $15 more an hour than I was back in San Diego. And I'm living at a, living at a, you know, with the lower cost of living. And yes. um, Yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing how putting your trust in the Lord, he knows what we need. He knows your wants, your desires, but as long as you trust in him, you know, he's, he yes. will, you know, he commit everything. Um, I think it was Psalms 
Psalms 37. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust in him and he will help you. Mm. Um, you know, he knows that as long as you, what you want, if you're willing to, if you're willing to fight for it, if you're willing to chase it, you know, it's not always going to be handed to you. You know, things are going to be tough before then. Um, sometimes they're not, but a lot of the times, you know, nothing great was ever, you know, is never easy. So, exactly. You know, just learning to trust, learning to, to just accept certain hardships that might come your way. But um, a lot of the time there's things you can learn. And I tell people like I have, family and friends who have struggled through certain things and you know like they're like why is this keep happening to me i'm like you know maybe it's because you're lord you know the lord knows you're equipped to handle this and through your hardships you'll be able to help someone one day mm. you know struggling through the same thing and i think a lot of the times is when people ask why it's because yeah he's he sees you as a vessel to help others who are struggling with you know, similar, similar issues, similar problems that you pray for wisdom. The Lord's going to give you things to solve. You pray for patience. He's going to give you a crying baby. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> yeah. going to be those lessons learned that you're going to be able to share with others mm -hmm. uh, perspective. Right. And the discernment of that situation that you had with the, offer that was given to you mm. in a way reading through you know reading through the lines being able to identify what's happening right now and how to handle it with tact right mm -hmm. like you handled it responsibly you handled it professionally mm -hmm. but you knew deep down inside you had the discernment that that's this isn't what the lord has for me yep. and the mindset is everything right so yeah. the mindset that we approach anything in our life, like you said, being low on the totem pole, dude, like mm -hmm. that, that is going to be a gut check, humility check every, every day, dude. And oh, yeah. what is so cool is that the, in scripture, you know, it says, do everything as if you're doing it for the Lord, Yeah, whatever it is that you're doing, because that's what he calls us to do. That's that sacrificial love. And you know, it draws me to Matthew 20, verse 26, <laughs> where Jesus says, It must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So for those listeners that, you know, these terms like slave and, and, uh, servant, obviously mm -hmm. it's, you have to be, you have to submerge yourself in the word and see yeah. what was Jesus trying to say here. And this is saying that, Hey, if you want to be great among your work, among your house, among your, your peers, you got to be the one giving it all. You got to be the one willing to do the dirtiest of work to do yeah. to have the hardest of times because that's what jesus did and as christians we are called to emulate jesus and be vessels of, of him now let's take a couple seconds to have a word from our sponsor this podcast has been brought to you by adonai created travel company let us book your next all-inclusive family vacation From white Caribbean sands to breathtaking views and cuisine on the Mexican Riviera, we've got you covered. Now back to the show. This doesn't mean you're not going to have turmoil. This doesn't mean that you're not going to have uh, challenges, oh, but yeah. you're better equipped. Like you're saying, man, just because we came out here, it wasn't easy. Things haven't been you know, great. There's still issues that we encounter with family. We've just just right after we moved out here, man, my, my, uh, wife's, uh, grandfather on her mom's side passed away. Um, 
and he was like the matriarch of the family. Suddenly he, he had a heart attack. It's heavy hit for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, I remember we, uh, thankfully we got, you know, we saw him before we left and him telling me, he said, uh, he, I remember cause he wasn't, we were, we had family who wasn't the happiest about us leaving. Um, they were kind of, especially us having a newborn, you know, wanting to be there. And, but he told me, he said, I'll never forget. He said, you're the head of the family, viejo, and you have to do what's best for your girls. And I remember him saying that he's, I'll be sad to see you guys leave, but you got to do what's best for your family. And, uh, I felt we, um, that we got his blessing, you know, and he was like the matriarch of the family, uh, just an amazing guy. Uh, just just an amazing dude and it was hard but it was a test also I feel that you know my wife was it was a month after we moved out here you know her second guessing why am I out here away from my family who needs me you know and um like why like I wasn't there for him um Mm -hmm. and then honestly a few months later her grandma on her dad's side um passed away suddenly and you know she didn't for her grandpa she was able to fly back out there but she had just started working out here so she couldn't go and just her being unsure about why we were out here away from the family and you know all these little things that you you know you're like well you know i need to just go back are we doing the right things but then you you know being able to trust in the faith trust in you know the lord and his plans for us and know that you know both at least her her grandpa you know he's up there with he you know finally he was a believer so he's in heaven and we have you know another guardian you know another guardian angel and even losing him was easier i don't want to say easier but i had a better understanding as i grew in my faith um when i and i and i wished i had that when my grandmother passed away four years ago Mm, um yeah. i it hurt a lot i felt it would have hurt a lot less because yes when i found out that night i just asked god to accept him into his kingdom and to welcome him because he was on his way wow that's some powerful prayers man that, that gives me goosebumps dude and like not having this understanding or this faith i'm like it also saddens me for those for people who Yes. don't don't know it who can't find that comfort but then i look at like we are these vessels for those people who don't have it and that's why we seek the word we seek his knowledge and he gives us discernment to be able to provide that for others and to grow the body as they say absolutely man thank you so much for sharing with us bro of course man i appreciate you having me on and seeing your what you've been doing and this is what he what he asked you know he said make disciples you know make you know these these fishers of men and uh mm-hmm. i think you're a beautiful example of of doing that and uh i know i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that discipleship program and meeting you guys and getting to know you know all of you but what you're doing is a beautiful thing my brother Thank you, brother. Same here, man. It's it's an honor to be here, and I feel just confused and and amazed at what this has done because it's it's this is all God, man. This oh, is yeah. God. The Holy Spirit was very clear in telling me this is what He wanted me to do, and I had no interest in doing a podcast. But man, He has just the blessings that have come out of this is just is so cool to see, man. That's amazing, and, dude. Thank you for just being vulnerable, dude, and sharing your, your walk with the Lord. And um, we try to ask all, all our listeners or all our guests how we can continue to pray for you in this next chapter of your life. Um, well, it's just um, just continuing to to trust in the Lord. Um, we were, I was just talking to my wife about this earlier. Um, to trust in the unknown plans and her words that, that he has for us. Um, you know, we, we want certain things. We'd love to be in a home. 
Um, we'd love to, um, you know, settle down, maybe buy some land, but it's just, we just know that we have to just trust and for whatever we don't know, but God knows and has in store for us. So I just ask that, um, you know, we I pray for discernment to when he puts things in our, in our place to, uh, to be able to see that, you know, these are from God and to just continue to grow in our faith continue to you know hopefully spread his word you know spread this message well like you're doing with others absolutely dude and his timing is perfect always and uh good luck what season are you in of your uh, hunting what's going on what's uh (laughs) right yeah what's the tag right now so uh we got i got deer coming up i'm gonna go on a hunt here in the next few weeks for uh for deer I'm going to be on a mentored hunt with some, uh, and what's going to be cool is I'll, I'll share it with you, you know, once it's all through, but, um, I'm going to, it's going to be filmed by a, uh, a fishing game, uh, videographer. Oh, wow. I'm going to go with uh, another mentor. I believe he might work for the fishing game, but I've partnered up with a, with a, uh, group out here called backcountry hunters and anglers. And they're, uh, they have a kind of like a, a program where they take people who are newer and I've hunted for a little bit, but haven't been successful in big game. And uh, especially out here is a whole nother country, you know, so they're going to um, take, take us out and kind of take you on a mentored hunt and try to get you on something. And, but I, they asked me if I'd be willing to have it filmed and I accepted. I think it'd be great to be able to share that, you know, share that with friends and family um, whether I'm successful, Dude, yeah, whether I'm successful or not, there's lessons to be learned. Um, I always tell my daughter there's, you know, lessons of success, failure, determination. And one thing that um, hunting definitely does is it'll humble you real quick. It'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll teach you where you are in this, in this world and teach you you're not as big as bad and bad as you think sometimes. But, That's super bad, man. Yeah. I got that hunt in elk season and, ducks season is right around the corner so it's all it's 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 hunting season right now but <laughs> it's fall cool, man. So well, hopefully we excited. can come visit you guys at some point too oh yeah no we'd love to we'd love to have you guys out here man we'd love to meet the little one see the little man see your, your kiddos man cool brother well god bless you man god bless your family and thanks for being on amongst us this is jorge valenzuela and Choco, and we're signing out. Peace. Thank you.